Hey guys, I'm Rhea Fry, best-selling author, business owner, wife, mother, but most of all, I'm a human. And I'm Joe Tower, entrepreneur, producer, editor, husband, son, and I am also a human. As writers, we're always digging behind the story of publishing, ego, process, to get to the deeper truth of who we are and why we're here. While we're still pursuing that mission of the Right Way podcast, we wanted a platform where we could talk about being writers as well as being human. Now we'll be spending each episode talking with real people about real shit. This is the real story. Hey guys, welcome to a super fun, bite-sized episode of the Real Story Podcast where today we are talking about one of my favorite subjects, six ways to make a great living as a writer. Now, I don't know about you, but for so many of us, we are taught to believe (laughs) that writing is a hobby and we're never going to make money at it. I used to believe that I either thought you were a starving artist or you hit it big and were grandfathered in as one of these like literary royalty heroes and made a million dollars and there was really no in between. And as I grew and my career grew and my skill set grew, I actually realized that there are tons of ways to make good money as a writer, and we are going to get into those today. So first things first, being a copywriter for a company, number one way you can score some cash, build up your skill set. Now, to be a copywriter today can mean so many different things. Back in the day, it was like being a copywriter for an ad agency was like a very big thing. Today, because there are so many different areas of content, you could be a copywriter for a company, for a person, for a blog, doing LinkedIn bios, doing website copy. That was actually one of the ways I got my little foot in the door was my husband, you know, is a designer and designs websites. And so I was like, well, let me just do the copy for it. Let me just do the the you know, whole website copy from the homepage up to the contact page. And I would just set a rate of around 2,500 bucks, do the entire website in a few days. And it was a very, very quick way to make some cash. But I also realized doing that process that I loved thinking of a website like a puzzle. I loved laying it out in my little Google Doc, moving things around, getting to know the client, and then just taking that and running with it. Now, a lot of times today, too, people love creating um, digital courses or, you know, there's so many different facets and ways to help people with their writing and what they need. So I always suggest if, you know, you don't want to work for a company necessarily, and there are plenty of jobs for copywriters, start talking to people you know. Do they need help with a website? Do they need help with content on their social media? Or are they creating a course? Or do they have a blog? Where could you add value and also get paid along the way? So looking into copywriting, if that's your thing, if you really like to kind of change course and try new things and work on smaller, shorter content, then copywriting is the way to go. 
If you like working on longer projects, you like projects you like to dig in and take months at a time, then number two on our list might be more up your alley, and that is being a freelance developmental editor. Now, why freelance? A lot of people have these dreams of going and working for a publisher as an editor, and that's great, but the pace sucks, the turnover is high, and sometimes you can make more money, have more autonomy and freedom when you create your own list of clients. Now, how do you do that though? And what does being a developmental editor even mean? So a developmental editor really is looking at the big picture, the big picture of the story, um, the characters, the setting, the tone, if it all makes sense. And there are two ways to go about this where you are either editing fiction, and I would say if you're gonna develop, developmentally edit fiction, know that it is so subjective, that fiction writers often do not want to pay a ton of money, um, and it can be a little bit harder, I think, to find that perfect match with an author because editing is so subjective. You could have five editors edit the same manuscript and they're gonna say wildly different things. So really, it's a really, really creative job that you know can make great money, you can build up a wonderful arsenal of clients, but there definitely are some challenges along the way. With nonfiction, if you wanna developmentally edit nonfiction, there's a little bit more flexibility in that this the books that nonfiction writers are writing really serve a particular purpose. They're solving a problem for a reader. They are actively doing something. And so in effect, they usually follow a specific formula that can sometimes be easier to edit versus fiction. Now, again, the, the rates can range wildly. I've seen developmental editors charge as little as like 2,500 bucks for a whole book. We at Right Way have become a more premium service and we know how long it takes. We know what's involved. So our price points, the lowest is $5,000 for a developmental edit up to $7,500. And that usually includes um, a copy edit, which is grammar and spelling and a proofread. So really figuring out what you're comfortable with. If you want to work on a book length piece, how long you would be working on it. So that's another thing. When you are working as a writer, especially as a freelancer, having deadlines, having a process, having clear communication with the client, I cannot tell you enough how important that is. But if you are someone who does really well on your own, you know, doing your own timeline, working in your own way, developmentally editing longer works, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, can be a great, great thing for you. Number three, one of the biggest and best ways to make a good chunk of money as a writer is to become a ghostwriter. Now, for some, that sounds really daunting. And I've had great experiences and I've had terrible experiences with ghostwriting. My first experience was actually being in my 20s in Chicago, and I had worked on really all facets of the writing and editing coin. I'd made some good relationships, and I got reached out to by a literary agency who needed a ghostwriter for this woman who lived in Switzerland, was writing a book about Swiss chocolate, and they needed a ghostwriter. So they flew me out there 
to write this book with this stranger that I knew nothing about. And back then I really did not have a process in mind. I didn't know what I needed to do in terms of interviewing and the price point that I needed to set. So it was very, very trial and error. I would say if you are interested in ghostwriting, asking yourself a couple of questions first, like this is going to sound ridiculous, but do you like people? Because (laughs) you have to like people if you are going to work on someone's book. It is a very close, intimate relationship. You have to be able to adapt to that person's tone of voice and style. You have to be able to interview correctly to pull out the right fragments, especially if you're doing auditory interviews, if you're recording them and then transcribing things. Knowing how to ask questions in interview, I think is one of the most important aspects of being a ghostwriter. And then setting clear expectations, setting clear deadlines, and setting a price point. Um, I love working with clients who already have a publishing deal in place. That means the reason why is I know their book is going to come out. We're going to have deadlines. We're going to have an internal team, meaning we will have this book developmentally edited. We will have a copy um, copy editor, a proofreader, and have people giving us feedback. If someone is just hiring you, but they're going to self-publish the book, I often say that's not usually a wonderful spend of money. Ghostwriting can cost anywhere from $40,000 up to $60,000 and beyond. So it is a big financial investment. And if you're on the writing side of the coin, honestly landing just a couple of ghostwriting gigs in a year can take you into a six-figure year. And you can do it quite easily. Having just two projects to work on for the whole year sounds, I mean, that sounds amazing to me. I often try to cram in way more than I should, but it's a wonderful way to get to take your time, to have a lot of time to process, a lot of time to interview, and a lot of time to write. So again, really reaching out to people who have done it, ask about getting into it, kind of testing the waters, seeing what you like, what you don't like. It's all, those are all wonderful, wonderful places to start. The next type of writing you can make great money at is my bread and butter, and that is being a book proposal writer. Again, a book proposal is the piece of content you create in order to traditionally sell your nonfiction book. So for us, I'm not going to go into this (laughs) at length because I've talked to to death in the past on the podcast, but I've really gotten my book proposals after, you know, 10 plus years to a place where I know that they can sell and they are robust. If you Google how to write a book proposal, you could find a little 10 page template. Ours are around 100 pages. They include so many different aspects of what you are going to need along your publishing journey. We are pitching to agents and pitching to editors that we know. So when people come and engage with us, they are paying a $5,000 a month retainer for three months total for their book proposal. So the whole thing costs $15,000. Now for some, that might be total sticker shock, but I am actually on the lower end of price points for book proposal writing. I know book proposal writers who charge $40,000 for 10 pages, and I've never felt good about that. 
But the average, you know, if, if it's a real book proposal and really robust can be around $25,000. So when I started out years and years ago, I knew what I was doing with book proposals just from researching, trying a few out. I did not know what to charge because I saw, I saw it just run wild. Like it ran just from high end to low end. So my first client ever, I said it would be $6,500 and I almost had a heart attack (laughs) when I quoted him that. And he was like, okay. And then I got it done within four to six weeks. So for me, making that money during such a condensed period of time was a really, really good thing for me. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I like working on other people's work, I have realized. And again, I kind of look at everything like a puzzle. Now, what people get with my book proposals, though, as well, is weekly coaching, really going through, troubleshooting what they're having issues with. So they're they're getting that personal time as well, which is honestly what I feel like they're really, really paying for. So if you are a writer or editor, have a good skill set, think about ways that you can tailor whatever it is that you're offering for the client to really go above and beyond so that they feel supported. The next way to make money, our fifth way, is as a nonfiction writer who traditionally publishes or self-publishes and uses that book for other sources of revenue. Meaning, I have a nonfiction book and I the only reason I'm using it is so I can book speaking gigs, so I can book huge workshops, so I can sell digital courses, so I can make money in other areas of my business. This is such a great way to make good money. Whether you do decide to self-publish it, maybe you just do an ebook, you sell it for $9.99 on your site, you automate that income, and then you're using that book as a catalyst to make you money in other ways. But if you have the dream of traditionally publishing, you can make a ton of money as a traditionally published author if you are coming to the table with your expertise a fully fleshed out author platform, meaning you have a very, very robust, engaged group of people who are waiting with bated breath for whatever it is that you put out into the world. Then and only then will a publisher really take a risk and pay you good money in order for you to write that book. So there are ways to do that, but there are certain rules to follow when you want to make money as a nonfiction writer. And lastly, one of my favorite ways on earth to make money as a writer is as a book coach, or as people call me a book doula or a consultant. And the reason I love this is there is no execution work when you are a consultant because people are meeting with you hourly, or you can do a half day workshop, a three hour workshop, a one hour workshop, and you are giving people the tools that they need to go and do work on their own. For me with consulting, I have it on my site where people can book a one-hour session. It's 225 bucks, so it's a much lower price point than a lot of these other services, and they can come to me with whatever they want. They can spend that hour asking me every question they've ever had about the publishing industry. They can come to me with a specific um, project that we can kind of troubleshoot. They can be vacillating between self-publishing and traditionally publishing, and they walk away with a very clear idea of what they're doing and a roadmap 
we can talk about anything and everything. And what I love about this is it's you set your rate, you set your boundaries, you set your limits with how many clients you can see, and there's no quote unquote paperwork that goes along with it. So for so many writers, they like to actually write. They like to be behind the scenes. But when you do start to really grow your clientele, you are still working with people. So with workshops or consulting, sometimes you can get away from working one-on-one and work with corporations or bigger groups of people who really need your genius and what it is you have to offer. If you're a writer or editor, if you are a writer or editor, chances are you are really good at some facet of what you do, and you might not have thought about how to monetize it. But there is always a way to monetize what it is you are doing when you are really taking the time to build up your skill set. So really thinking through, what am I good at? What do I love to do? Do I love working with people? Would I rather work with companies? And starting to think through being a creative who can also make a great living. That single revelation for me has changed my entire life. It has created a multiple six-figure business without me even trying It has catapulted me to new heights in my career as an author, in my career as a consultant and coach, in my business as an editor, as a ghostwriter. It has allowed business to kind of come in and really like expose me to so many different ways that I can flex the skill set. And I really, really challenge you to do the same. Now, if you're someone who is like, I want to do this, I want to make money, but you don't know where to start or you don't know what you'd be good at, I would be happy to sit and talk with you about what you could do or how to start out or how to grow your business or how to make a shit ton of money writing or editing or doing what you love. So please feel free to reach out personally at Rhea, R-E-A, at rightwayco.com, W-R-I-T-E-W-A-Y-C-O.com. You can also go to rightwayco.com to see what we have going on, all the services we offer and more. Until next week, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for listening to Right Way Presents The Real Story. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment. And for more information on The Real Story and Right Way, visit rightwayco.com.